Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. If you would like more information about First Baptist Church of Silva, please visit firstbaptistsilva.com. Here's the message in one sentence. It's not your job to pull up the weeds. But I want to. There's this one weed that grows amongst our flowers. And I love to pull them up. They spread. They're very leafy. They look terrible with my flowers. But they come up so easily. And it makes it look so nice. I start here and I work my way down and it looks so much nicer by the time that I'm done. Now it's true, these weeds go right back, but it feels so good to yank them up. Now you're not making it up. We've been talking a lot about agriculture, gardening, farming. Well, actually, it's Jesus that's done most of the talking, but you understand where I'm coming from. Last week, it was the story of the wise farmer. That story was all about dirt, soil. It's also about failure, about how frequently God's word doesn't bear fruit. We learn in that story that God is the one that sows seeds. In fact, if you look closely in your pews, you might find some seed from last week. We learn in the story that some of the seed fell on the path where it was hard packed. Of course, nothing's going to germinate in that kind of soil. And knowing this, Jesus says that an enemy, the birds, will come and pluck them up, the seed, and take them away. We also remember that some seed fell on the rocky soil. They start up and they grow, but when the heat and the oppressive nature of the world around them comes, they have no root, and so they fade away. We remember also that some seed fall upon the thorns, and they're choked by the cares of the world and the lures of wealth. But some seed, we remember, some seed falls on good soil. And when it does, it takes root, it grows, and provides an abundance of fruit for the one who planted it. Good soil equals good fruit. We get it. Ah, but the plot thickens. Jesus tells us in this story that while they were asleep, an enemy came. An enemy comes and sows weeds among the wheat in the good soil. So when the plants come up and bear grain, the weeds appear as well. Again, we see that God's best intentions, what God wants... Under the best circumstances, even that is thwarted. To be clear, it is not God's will that some seed fail. God has a hope, a dream, and a future. But sometimes an enemy will come and thwart it. So let's pull up the weeds, right? 
I mean, first it was the rotten soil conditions. That was challenging enough. But finally, when the seeds hit pay dirt, literally, in that beautiful field that's been manicured, they're weeds now that threaten the growth. You know, there's this other weed that is ugly as sin. When I get to it and I go to to, to pluck it up, I go and I grab it and the green leafy part ends up in my hand and the roots are still in the ground. You know what I'm talking about? Da, weed, da. So of course, it makes perfect sense that we've got to pull up the weeds. But Jesus says no. I'm sorry, what? Why shouldn't we pull up the weeds from God's beautiful crop? Jesus has an answer to that. He says, nope. (laughs) For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I'll tell the reapers, collect the weeds first. Bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. So the kind of weeds that Jesus is referencing here in the Greek is zinzania. And it's literally a kind of wheat that looks just like the wheat. So we have a problem. Unlike the weeds at our house, where it's very obvious the flowers and the weeds, in Jesus' day and age, what he's describing is a kind of weed that looks just like the wheat. Jesus has shaken his finger at his hears. I'm telling you, people, leave the weeds alone. My workers will get them when the harvest is through. The other kind of weed that I love to pull up in our garden doesn't want my hands on it. It's as though it was genetically bred to say hands off. These these weeds have thorns on them and they end up in my hands, but it's worth it to get rid of those blasted things. I want them gone. Okay, I get it. Jesus doesn't want us to pull up the weeds, whether in our gardens, in our community, in our families, in our workplaces, or in our schools, But I want to. I want to be in the cleaning business, don't you? It reminds me of the story of the drunk man. The drunk man stumbled onto the bus and he passed a woman who was clutching her Bible and her purse. He sat down next to her. She looks over at him and scowls and says, you're going straight to hell. The man jumps up and says, oh man, am I on the wrong bus again? (sighs) Jesus knows we want to damn people to hell. Jesus' disciples did. Oh, let's count the ways. The disciples wanted to damn the Romans, the oppressors, to get them out of the promised land. 
They're the teachers of the law, the people that harassed Jesus and his gang. They wanted them gone. They wanted them out of there. And then there were the Samaritans. The Samaritans were inhospitable. They, they treated Jesus and his followers. They wanted them out. And if you read closely, y'all, these disciples wanted to damn one another also to boot. And we want to also. With every fiber of our being, we want to cleanse our soil from invasive species. We want weeds out of our churches, out of our friend groups, out of our extended families. We want weeds out of our workplaces, out of our school boards, out of our classrooms, out of our neighborhoods, and out of our borders. We want the weeds out of our world, but as long as they're across the ocean, I suppose that can wait for now. And then there's that weed that when I go to pull it up, it comes right up, but it pulls up all of the soil with it. And, and the plant that was planted right beside the one I intended to plant, I despise that weed. Certainly I can pluck that one up, right? No. No, I can't. Two reasons. First, there's a risk to the plant that's growing in the good soil that if I pluck up the weed, the the plant will come up with it. And second, because Jesus tells you not to. Y'all, pulling up weeds is none of your business. Pulling up weeds is above your pay grade. Put down the weed eater, y'all. Pulling up the weeds is God's job. No matter how many, me, how many weeds you may want to pull up or damn to hell, that's not your job and that's not your calling and you should never listen or follow anyone that suggests otherwise. Oh, Jesus tells us how the story will end. In the end, the weeds will get plucked up and burned. It, it, I wonder, is Jesus trying to scare us? Maybe. Because who knows, you might have this weed detection business all wrong. Years ago, as an insolent teenager, I was mowing the grass at One Creek Drive in Asheville, North Carolina. And before I knew it, my father was marching across the lawn, shaking his fist and screaming things that I could not hear. I cut the engine backing away. I had mowed over some of his precious daylilies. You know what I'm talking about. These were the ones that his mother had given to him and he had replanted them at our place. But I have to tell you, y'all, they looked like invasive weeds to me. But my opinion on the matter held little weight. 
in the end, the weeds will get plucked up. But it's not our job to do it. And keep in mind, y'all, we may not look so flowery most of the time ourselves. Perhaps you know of a man in the Bible named Peter. Oh, sure. One moment he's confessing Jesus as the Lord, the Messiah, the Christ. The next moment, after mouthing off to Jesus, he's called Satan. Perhaps we should leave the plucking up to God. So much of human history has been about pulling up weeds. And consider how well that's turned out for us. Stop it, people. It is not your job to play God at the end of the age. As disciples, our job is to plant seeds, not pluck up the weeds. Stay in your lane, people. Stop trying to pluck up the undesirables in your midst. I know I don't know much about farming, but this whole parable doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. I mean, why would God keep weeds around in good soil? If God's seeds are so precious and so valuable, wouldn't God want to protect them at all costs and make sure that, that weeds don't do what weeds do, which are rob Weeds rob plants of water and nutrients. They, they grow tall and they, they rob the sunlight. Why would God go out of his way to tell us not to remove the weeds? I did a little research. And what I found out surprised me. As it turns out, weeds are good for something. Weeds are good for something in the natural world. Weeds actually improve the soil that they find themselves in. Weeds may not be great for plants, but weeds are great for the soil. Now, if only God had told a story about the value of good soil. Oh, wait. Let us pray. God, forgive us for wanting to pluck up those that don't look like us, that don't act like us, that don't vote like us, that don't believe like we do. Help us, God, to recognize that's not our job. That's not our calling. For we truly and completely and fully confess, God, that if anything needs plucking up, a lot of the time, it's us. So we're grateful, God, for another story, the story of the one that comes and does not see a plant bearing fruit, but instead of hacking it down, as is your 
prerogative, you allow yourself, O oh God, to be convinced to give it another chance so that the soil might be good soil. We pray, God, that you might allow us to trust you and to marvel at the way that you can use even weeds for your good. We know that you did not plant the weeds, but God, we marvel at how you are able to use them for good, to enrich the soil so that when your good seed falls upon it, good things grow. But above all, God, we pray that you do something with our hearts. For we're listening to the wrong master most of the time, God. And it is so tempting to want to make our gardens free of any kind of invasive species. God, help us to know that that is not what we are called to do. Tend to our garden, God, and allow us to trust you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen.